Hello, listeners, and welcome to Packaged, the podcast all about subscription services and the brains behind them. Today, we're going to be sitting down and talking with Matthew A. DeBellis of Gusto di Roma about their subscription service. We hope that you enjoy this dive into the origin, vision, and mission of another unique and noteworthy business. Let's subscribe now. Hey everyone, my name is Bradley Parsons. I'm the show editor. Quick note, we had some issues with the formal introduction of the show, but the entire interview is intact. Thanks for your patience and enjoy the show. How did you get the idea? So the idea uh, came to me, um, I was working on something else. I was actually trying to export a U.S product to Italy on and off for about three years with a buddy of mine and um, I just uh, we, we just couldn't get it off the ground there's too much competition and, and whatever and so I just uh, stopped one day was doing that it was off and off for three years it wasn't it was not a full-time thing at, by any stretch but um, then one day I decided that was it I told my buddy I said that's it we're done and then I went looking for different ideas and I went on a broker site where they buy and sell small businesses, anything from, say, a nail salon, corner store, to, you know, online uh, businesses. And so I focused on online businesses. I was looking for something I could start by myself, so not having to worry about anybody else. And so um, I came across a business that was interesting to me, uh, and it was actually a, a woman's uh, skincare kind of delivery and it was every two months, and for some reason I was it, it was a, it, I found it interesting, and I contacted the broker, and he sent me all the um, like a presentation on the business and the model, and uh, the financials, uh, balance sheet, uh, or or it was it cash flow? Uh, not balance sheet. It was more uh, profit loss, uh, cash flow for maybe like twenty four months or something. And, um, and I studied it and the problem was, is that I don't, I don't know anything about women's skincare. <laughs> so, uh, um, I said, Hey, that's is really interesting, but it's just not my area. And so basically then I essentially was trying to, uh, mm, think about ideas that I could lay on something that I knew and understood and knew well that I could lay on top of this business model. And so that's when I came, so that's how I came up with this. And so now, I mean, what do I know about, I've lived in Italy for five years of my life. My, my dad's side of the family's from there. I've, I speak the language. Uh, and so Italian appetizers and sweets really, um, it's evolved a little bit, but basically stayed true to that. So I've laid it on top and now I do, we send it out every month, not every two months, like the skincare thing, but that's how, that's how it came about interesting it mm -hmm. sounds like you've had quite a journey to get to where you're at mm -hmm. no it's, uh, it's it was interesting and um i originally was looking for a business you know that i could sort of take maybe say it was you know uh in critical condition and maybe you know turn it around which is what i'm good at and that's what i was originally looking for at uh, on the broker sites um but then basically i looked around and and saw a few people that were doing what I wanted to do, 
but I, I had a different take on it. And, um, uh, there are some things out there. There are some sort of gourmet gift options out there for people, but mine's a little bit different in that it's different every month. And I, I curate the the selection of five or six items so that they work together every month. So it's kind of like you break it out and you can start eating and putting stuff together, like real simple, like, you know, I'll give you the olive oil, I'll give you the cannellini beans and we'll give you some spices and you, you, to mix up, mix to your taste. And then uh, these kinds of things, it's very like, um, one, two, three, you know? So there's no cooking. In other words, there's no pasta. <laughs> there's right. no pasta in this box, which is, um, an area where, um, uh, we don't need any more of that. That's easy. People know how to do that. And there are other companies that, that can do that. Um, but, uh, so that's kind of an area that I have not, uh, so no cooking, that's kind of the... Right, yeah. Pasta's really the most Americanized Italian food that there is, besides pizza. Yep, that's true. So it's a little bit different. Um, it's a little bit different than mo- than a lot of people are familiar with. So it's not pizza, it's not pasta. It's stuff that's from Italy. And so that inherently it's a little bit exotic for some people, you know, depending on their background and... You know, I've had people say, well, you know, what do I do with these olives, you know? Uh, so, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it just depends on people's experience. Um, right, right, right. Most most American people don't don't know what real Italian food is. They just see the Italian food that's, that is pasta and pizza and things of that sort. Yeah, like maybe like a buco di, di pepe or whatever that place is called. You know, you got some sort of generalized... Um, Oh, I'm trying to think of that one. Um, the Olive Garden. Olive Garden, these kinds of things. And so, you know, they might kind of tangentially hit some hit some things, you know, that 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 I might play with in my in my business. But I, yeah, I mean, just it's out of what I'm delivering to people is just it's a whole other level. Right, so, right, right. Absolutely, uh, I can understand that. So yeah, so that's how we got going. Well, that's good. What were your original career aspirations? What did you do before you uh, oh, got into man. this? Fifteen minutes. I mean, I need like a couple of weeks. I will tell you all about that. But uh, <laughs> um, that's a long story. I mean, that's you know, that's uh, that's a that's a dinner. That's a full dinner with bottles right. of wine and stuff. But uh, yeah. in general, uh, I can give you the kind of the general framework. Uh, I went to school. Um, I spent a year in Italy when I was in in college. And then when I came back, or when I was in Italy living in Florence at the time, I decided I wanted to do journalism, came back, um, majored in journalism, uh, into Italian, actually minored in Italian, but I was just about, about uh, you know, one credit away from a major in Italian, and I just ran out of gas. I was, get me out of here. Wanted to graduate. And uh, so then went into journalism, uh, was a newspaper reporter, did crime. And, um, yeah, crime for about a year or so down in the Central Valley in California. So a lot of gang stuff, uh, murder, uh, fires, car crashes, and and all the gruesome stuff I did, um, along with some general stuff like um, labor unions and um, things of that nature. And then I went into technology stuff because I was in the Central Valley. I'm from the Bay Area. I was a little bit of a fish out of water there. It was interesting, but I got back here and I got into a magazine, um, a couple of magazines where I did um, 
technology stuff, and then I did ven- I covered venture capital, early stage businesses, seed seed money, these kinds of things, focusing on like mm, biotech and uh, different things, but all mostly uh, early stage investments, and then um, and then we had the tech wreck, 1999, every, or you know, or early 2000, everything fell apart. So everyone got laid off, all the magazines closed, and then I became a freelance uh, writer. Mostly marketing stuff. Um, there was no magazine work, uh, journalism at that point. That was the kind of the death blow, and then uh, it's never recovered. So I've no, I've, I dabbled in some journalism after that a little bit, but it was nothing ever serious. I mean, essentially, the journalism industry is, uh, I mean, I don't want to call it dead, but it's uh, it's pretty much it's pretty in bad it's in pretty bad condition so about half mm. there's about half the number of journalists working now as opposed to when i was working so you know figure you know you were in the voiceover industry or whatever and figure like hey half of it went away right well <laughs> well you know i wasn't always in the voiceover industry mm. i i started out in uh it oh and and as you know it kind of went away right around the time that it went, your job went away <laughs> So yeah, well, they've have... automated so much, and of course, it's, it's shipped out to uh, India and all those other countries. So um, yeah, so you know, yeah, you meet some IT people, but like I know a guy, a friend of mine. You know, he's the, you know the companies now they have one IT guy for like you know an international operation. You know what I mean? Like he's he's you know he's helping. Right, because he's, everything's so automated now. Yeah, but it does put a lot of strain on him because he's got people in like Switzerland and whatever, and it, it as a practical matter, it doesn't add Ab- up. Right, absolutely. Honest. So he's yeah. nothing's really. I mean, he's doing this work, but he's not really doing it well. <laughs> right. Well, it's just like anything. You know, anything nowadays. Everybody wants you to do more for less money. <clears throat> That's right. There's never really enough people or whatever. They said, "Nah, it's good enough. Everything's just good enough." Let's mm-hmm. just put it that way. Right. Um. So from there, so I was a freelance writer, this, that, and then I, and then I moved to Rome uh, in 04, and I lived there from 04, 08, um, and then did tourism stuff. I did translation. I did uh, some English lessons. I was sort of a reinvented myself over there. Um, I came back to the United States around uh, late 2000. I was actually in Egypt for a while, for about a year. Um, my wife and I, we got married over there. Um, and then and we're no longer together now, but we came here, we came back here to the Bay area in late Oh nine, the economy again was unraveling, uh, at that point. I don't know if you remember, but late Oh nine, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. late on late Oh, late Oh eight, late Oh eight. I think it was late Oh eight. It was it, everything yeah. crashed. Everything crashed in yeah, late Oh eight. And it was literally like I was doing interviews for hotels and stuff because at that point I was still interested in hospitality. And I would literally go in for an interview and like they wouldn't call me in for the second interview because they would just, they were free, everyone stopped hiring. Um, So it was just uh, at that point. So then I went back and got my MBA, got it at Santa Clara. That's a long process. I won't get you bogged down on that, but that was about four years. Yeah. Um, Because I had to go back and do math at a junior college, blah, blah, blah. So I got my MBA came out well I was in school when I was and then when I graduated I was always looking for for work around here but because I don't have a technical background um 
I just wasn't able to get any any um, any responses, you know, to be honest. And uh, everyone in the world wants to work in the Bay Area, and it's just like if you're not, I don't know, it's just uh, it's just too unrealistic. So, anyways, I didn't get anything. And then that, but it, well, I was in graduate school. My, my wife and I at the time, we 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 she's a dancer, so we took over a dance studio. So I learned how to run the dance studio. So I've been doing that for ten years now, and I run all the business side of it. So. Uh, make sure that we're stick around. Oh, so you've had quite a you've had quite a journey to where you're at. Yeah, so so I still do that, and I um, but it doesn't take up too much of my time. Um, I'm only there like one day a week for a few hours. Right. I do all the finance, the marketing, cash flow, whatever, um, and um, it's important. But I, after ten years, you get the hang of things. So so I was looking for an additional uh, income, and so the uh, the subscription. What ended up being sort of a subscription business or gift business, really, because it's turning out that that a lot of my customers it's for gifts, um, was to you know uh, add to my income, and so I started to formulate this idea for this business around um, maybe almost a year ago. You know, really started to kind of do research and stuff like that. In the middle there, there was a. There were there were a few other projects that didn't get off the ground, including the the exporting the product from the U.S. to Italy um, during that time. So it was a lot going on, and then so so that, I mean, anyways, that's the short version. Here we are. Right. Yeah. I I, I can imagine the long version is pretty long. Yeah, it's interesting though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, so, what's the most important thing you want people to know about your uh, your packages? Your subscription services. Um, I guess you know that it's it, it's authentic and that it's it's the real deal. So you're you're gonna get you know, it's. Uh, yeah, they're not gonna get know, a some, can, they're not gonna get a can of ravioli and a and a, and a DiGiorno no, pizza. No, and so <laughs> it's like yeah. So I mean, I focus on like so. Part of it is I mean a little bit of, a little bit of the answer is you know who do I market to? I'm marketing to people who you know who travel. Or who are interested in travel, who would like to travel, or, or either used to travel, these kinds of things, a little bit adventuresome, you know, mm-hmm. um, and also entertainers, like home entertainers, you know, these are sort of the two areas where, where I'm sort of marketing. Like for me, um, what I don't, what you know, and I do get this from some people. It's like, well, what if I want to reorder this or that? It's like it's not online shopping. Like that's already been buttoned up. Like I don't, <laughs> I'm not doing that. Um, there's no room for that, okay? You know, you right. got Amazon, you got your local grocery store, you got Safeway.com, whatever. Um, there's no, uh, that's not that's not what I'm doing. What I'm doing is I'm giving you something like every month, it's it's different. And you're like, hey, well, that's kind of interesting. And invariably, people will say like, you know, I really love this, this, and this, and this, ah, this other thing I wasn't too hot about. But that's the... But that's good. I mean, that's the that's the point because usually when it hits when a when a gusto box hits a household, you know, one person really loves this thing, and the other person's not so hot about it. But they all have their favorite. You know what I mean? Like right. everything everything gets eaten. So <laughs> it's um it's more about preferences. You know. Um, yeah, you, know, you can't like everything. You can't like everything, and, and I'm I'm not. Uh, you know, uh, expecting everyone to like everything. I mean, I mean, I like it all, but that's because I've lived in Italy and I sort of know the lay of the land. This is the mm-hmm. stuff that I eat. So, right. you know what I mean? Like I don't go to, um, 
whatever that uh, the you know like Italian fast food stuff or whatever. Um, so this is the stuff that I eat, you know, like I don't. This is the real deal. So, uh, you know, I mean, so the people who really enjoy it are like, hey, you know, I mean, you know, what's what's Matt going to put together for us, you know, this month? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they have their knees bent. You know, they're not, you know, saying, well, if he doesn't put in another thing of this or that, then I'm done. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> that's not the ideal customer. The ideal customer is like, oh, man, you know, let's let's see what he's working on here. Um, you know, next th- this coming month, I'm going to have like a syrup you know, uh, a raspberry syrup to go with like a sparkling water. So you make like an Italian soda. I mean, that's something a little bit different. Yeah, um, that is, that's something that you, you don't find here in the States normally make your own soda. Yeah. I mean, you, you might be able to find a syrup, you know, are you going to find this syrup? Uh, probably not. Um, right. it's going to be just amazing. And then of course you can have this, it's a half liter bottle of syrup. So it's, a, you know, I'm giving you the starter, I'm giving you the starter bottle of sparkling water, but obviously you know, this syrup can do, you can go to put it on ice cream, you can put it on anything, almost. Right. Um, uh, pancakes, you know, et cetera. So a lot of times you'll get stuff in these boxes that I put together, like um, in August, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a lemon, a lemon-fused olive oil, you know. So obviously you're going to have an awesome bottle, a, a small, an awesome bottle of olive oil that will probably get you through at least a few months. So, hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's stuff left over too. It's not <clears throat> right. It, yeah, it doesn't just apply to that one particular meal. Yeah, I'll get you some stuff that'll last. You know, but some stuff you're just gonna dust right off the bat. I mean, olives, you know, mixed grilled uh, vegetables and all you know, you know, and spices. Um, you know, some things inherently like chocolate bars. You know, which I send in the colder months. <laughs> you know, that stuff the family's gonna crush it. Right, you know, the things people can't resist. Yeah, I mean, there's some stuff that's just not going to make it through the week. Um, but uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, what people, what I'd like people to know about it is, is that it's it, it's something that you're not going to find any anywhere else. I mean, and I'm putting it together. I mean, I have I have customers in the in the Bay Area. You say, well, they can get all the stuff in the Bay Area. Well, not really, and the, not the way I put it together. So, right, it, it's inherently um, unique. So. Right. Okay. Well, is there anything else you'd like to say about uh, your company? Um, it's new. I mean, it's. I would consider my the first month that we shipped out to customers. You know, I had some friends and family. October, November. I would say January's shipment. You know, for the holidays, that's one. I would consider that uh, the first sort of first month of of, of business because all of a sudden I had you know customers from all over the country. Um. And, um, so we've been, you know, growing, growing slowly ever since, um, even it looks like we're even going to go th- grow through the summer, which is, um, typically a, a little bit slower just because people aren't around, you know, I even had some, some, some loyal customers who are, who are, uh, skipping July and August because just because, you know, they're, they're not quite sure they're in and out of town, right? you know, you don't want the box sitting around. Right, that um, absolutely makes sense. So they say, "Hey, man, we'll get you back in September." So, but it does look like I'm going to continue to grow through the summer. So that's a good uh, indication. That's very good. That's very yeah. Good. I've had a lot of good feedback. I mean, I haven't really had anybody that said, "You know, that this is just no good." Like I, I haven't had any of that. It's all been um, 
it's all been positive. So. Okay. Well, I wish you the best of luck with this. Yeah. It's, it sounds like you're doing really well, and it sounds like you're you're going to grow for a while, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we hope so. Yeah, of, of course. So. And um, I guess, well, the one other thing I guess I would like to add is that, the, you know, the customers, they can do month to month. They can do three months, pay up for three months up front, pay for six months. I even had someone pay for 12 months up front. So you can say, you know. Right. I'll send, uh, I'll send mom or dad, like, here, you know, here's a three month, you know, $180 year in and out on the website. And then for three months, you look like a total champ. Okay. Thanks a lot, Matt. All right. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today on Packaged, hosted by yours truly, Greg Gill, and produced and edited by Eric Lombiasi and Brad Parsons. It's our mission to help you see the genuine and passionate people behind these businesses and give a little more meaning to what most people might just call a monthly payment. Remember, everyone has a story. We just shared theirs. Now go out and share yours. We are subscribed. We are packaged.